it's Olivia here, and you are listening to the Living for Food podcast. This week on the podcast, I brought you Annie Paul. Annie is the winner of Magnolia Network's first ever Silos baking competition for her delightful summer berry bar recipe. And since then, she has been taking her baking to new heights. We talked about her bakery located in Michigan, her family, wedding cake decorating, and much more. But most importantly, she announced two big projects that are coming your way. So make sure to listen and stay tuned. Please welcome Annie Paul. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just just chilling. Just chilling. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I realized that the last time I talked to you was about a year ago today. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking so I was funny. looking at that too. I was like that's so funny. I know. I know. Well, just for so the audience knows, so I interviewed Annie about a year ago when she first won Silo's baking competition, but it was a um it was like an hour long special versus the series that is coming out now. And that actually just wrapped, which is funny timing too. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I think just last night, right. Or two nights yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Like two nights ago. Did you watch it at all? I didn't know. I feel so bad. I'm so behind, but no, I need to. I know. I, I didn't either. But then I was like, Oh dang, I so should have. Right. <laughs> but the winner was, I might pronounce her name wrong. I'm so sorry. But Lou Asum. Asum? I think, Um, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Okay. So the season winner won like 100 grand and then the specials were 25,000. But there was another holiday special too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm blanking on his name. Oh. I know. I have to look that up. (laughs) I know. Um, But yeah, it was like a Christmas special. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, which was really cool. Right, right. She won, I was looking up her recipes and stuff, but she won for the people at home, she won for devil cakes. So devil cakes are like, you probably can explain this better than me. <laughs> um, I, it was, yeah, it was um, uh, like a dark chocolate devil's food cake, I believe. Right, okay. So that's like, kind of like a whoopie pie, almost. Um, it was like, something like there's cream in it. Okay, I, I I didn't I just briefly saw the recipe. Yeah, okay. Could be. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. I remember too when I talked to you, you announced that you were having your second kid. Yeah, and now she's 8 months, which is wild. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. How is it having yeah. two kids? <laughs> um it's a complete game changer. Like I my husband and I are I talking like we walked into it so cocky, like, oh, we've done this before. And like, our second daughter is completely different. Like, none of the same things work. And, um, but she's, she's super fun. Her personality is definitely coming out. And yeah, it's fun, fun having two, for sure. I believe that. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So since we're talking about television experiences and stuff, I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit. Yeah. Before we get into your food background. But I really wanted to talk about just how your life has been since the show last year wrapped and your dessert was featured at Chip and Joanna Gaines Bakery in Texas. Like, what have you been up to? What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, so before all that, I, so I have a bakery on my property. 
And I do wholesale. And once a month, I do like a special uh, menu that I open up to the public and they come and pick up. And before that, you know, it was, it was popular. But after that, like, I'll sell out within an hour. It's been really? absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, that's so that's, crazy. Is it yeah. Locals or is it people coming to visit? Um, so a lot of locals, but we've had people like travel. Um, there okay. were two, two ladies that stood next to my husband in Waco while we were filming the competition and mm-hmm. they came last fall to one of the pickups and surprised us. And so, yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah. That is so cool. I remember when I would watch, um, my mom is like an avid cupcake fan and stuff. Yeah. So we would watch like those cooking competition shows. We even went to DC to like go try them. Aw, that's awesome. (laughs) But it's such a fun experience for people to watch it on TV and then be able to actually experience it in person. Yeah, it's been, yeah, been very, very cool. And other, just other people reaching out has been really awesome been so much encouragement and yeah it's been really fun I love that did you keep up with the chefs at all like Andrew Zimmer Zoe Francois so Zoe and I yeah we talk um pretty frequently yeah that's been really fun she was definitely like one of my favorite pastry chefs Mm -hmm. and so as soon as I found out she was going to be a judge I was like kind of freaking out (laughs) and so (laughs) yeah and literally like when um when she came up to my table during the competition, I was like literally like telling myself, all right, calm down. Like don't fangirl. Like, (laughs) Um, but yeah, we've kept up and she's been super encouraging and it's been really nice to have her just to bounce ideas off of. And yeah, it's been really nice. Mm -hmm. I know. I remember talking to her about her new cookbook that was coming out. Yeah. She was giving me all these like chocolate chip cookie tips. Yeah. I'm using them. Yeah. (laughs) I still remember. <laughs> yeah, she's a wonderful source, and I'm super excited for her new book. Oh, that's cute. After you won and stuff, and then you noticed you started getting more popular, did you ever think about expanding at all or maybe opening up more bakeries? Honestly, so I've worked for, I've worked in enough bakeries that have grown, and I just feel like mm-hmm. the product, in most cases, the product goes down, you know, the bigger you get. And so I like the idea of just staying small and doing it really, really well and sourcing good ingredients and knowing that I'm, I'm not cutting any corners. I'm putting my best foot forward. So, I mean, obviously the thought has crossed my mind, but I just keep falling back on, I want to keep the integrity of the product as high as possible. So. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair, because when it gets bigger, too, then you have to worry about how are you storing everything? How are you delivering everything? Yeah. It's just like, besides the added cost of it, it's added stress, probably. Right. And yeah, I've just, yeah, been around enough bakeries where things are coming out of the freezer, and I don't want that. I want everything to be as fresh as possible. After the competition, I had a lot of people wanting me to ship the bars, and I was like, I, I so wish I could, and... But I was like, I just don't, I don't want someone eating, you know, a couple day old bar or whatnot. And so I love that People Magazine shared the recipe so I could direct people to encourage them to make it themselves. Right. And that's the, for people at home, that's the summer berry bar recipe. So you can just look that up and it's, and it's out there and it should be easy enough, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely doable. Love that. So would you ever consider doing another cooking competition show or are you (laughs) 
was special good for you? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it was really, it was so fun. I don't, I'm not like a super competitive person um, normally. So I don't know that I would want to do another one. Uh, Maybe like a behind the scenes. I met some of the some of the pastry chefs that were like helping set up um, and got to talk with them like before the filming. Um, And that seemed really fun. So yeah, maybe a behind the scenes kind of thing, but I don't think I'd want to compete again. Maybe you could go on and be a judge. Oh, hey, that would be really fun. I I love eating baked goods. So (laughs) that would be amazing. Right? Right? I mean, I I don't think that'd be a bad job. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, that would be very fun. So like, Let's get into your food background a little bit because I'm curious how you got started. When did you realize that you had a passion for baking? So my passion for sweets started very early. I was always in the kitchen. I wanted an easy bake oven so bad um, and just wasn't oh my so gosh. Right? Me too. Right? <laughs> and I never got one. <laughs> I, I, like to this day, I still like, I still want one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I actually got one in a PR package no a way. few months ago. No way. Even a year ago for like um, a Netflix show, it was Easy Bake Battle, where they yes. were like doing all this stuff and they were promoting the Easy Bake Oven. And for some reason, I never opened it. Oh my goodness. I need to. Yes. But it was my childhood dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, so uh, it just wasn't something that we could afford. I was one of seven adopted kids, and then we had like eight foster kids um, in and out through the years. And so it just wasn't something we could afford. And so I learned how to use the real oven, which like now being a parent, I'm like, oh my goodness, like a seven-year-old, like unattended, like using the oven, like I will yeah. I will not allow my children to do that. <laughs> but um, Definitely Right, like not not safe or okay, but but it worked out. I literally burn myself now. I just moved and I have a gas stove now, and I'm like, I don't even think I should be allowed to. Use this. <laughs> it's a game changer when you switch over from like gas to or from electric to gas. Yeah, it gets heat so fast. Yeah, it's so scary. <laughs> so I put everything on low, and I'm just like, please don't boil right, over. Right, <laughs> right. Don't don't burn. Don't boil over. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, so I I was always in the kitchen. I was always experimenting. I'd go to the library with my siblings and I was always like looking through the cookbooks and um it was very early on. I kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. First job, I was like 14 and I was like working the counter at a bakery and kind of just continued to work my way up. The dream was to go to culinary school. And I got a job the summer before I was going to start, and I ended up being a cake decorator at a bakery. And I was like, yeah, it was really fun. I was like, well, I'll just, you know, do this for a year, and then I'll go to school. And yeah, at one point, I was like, all right, well, I'm already getting paid to do this. Like, I can just keep hitting the books and keep teaching myself and learning stuff and just kind of went from there. That's so awesome. Yeah. Cake decorating is tough. It is. I think it looks easy videos of it and I've attempted myself yeah uh, I'm not good at it <laughs> I'm sure you are you're probably just hard on yourself there's there's a lot mm, to it I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you might have to see some of my work oh I bet it's great and I mean it's gonna taste amazing I'm sure so that's true that's true one thing I did learn so I was seeing all these TikTok cakes mm-hmm. you know like everyone is posting those 
So I was like, I'm going to do an aesthetic cake. It's going to look so good. It was for Valentine's Day. I'm going to post in my food account. Like, this is going to be great. And I didn't know that when you do layered cakes, you have to cut the top off. Oh, yeah. A little bit. And then I was like, why is this a little lopsided? This looks Aww, <laughs> a little sh- weird. I'm sure it was beautiful still. It was. It ended up looking good because I covered it in chocolate-covered strawberries and, like, oh. those little hearts love that yeah so (laughs) i i want to see a picture i'm sure that was so okay i'll send it to you okay (laughs) (laughs) but i also did i didn't make my own buttercream icing because i just didn't want to i used canned frosting so it was melting a little and it wasn't ideal (laughs) but like but it still works right it's still beautiful still tasted delicious yeah yeah it still worked i mean you know, life goes on. Right. <laughs> was anyone in your family an avid baker? Was there like any dessert that you grew up still making today or were you kind of the cook? My adopted mom did a lot of baking. My grandma baked a lot too. But yeah, I definitely kind of like took it over. Mm-hmm. We were a big like Toll House cookie family. Like the... Yeah, the recipe on the back of the package. Like that's, I'm trying to think if there's recipes that I still make. I make like a brownie cookie with cream cheese um, frosting on the insides, like a sandwich cookie. And I've like changed the recipe over the years, but that was like one that I, we grew up eating. Oh, that sounds good. How do you go about making that? Would you have tips? Yeah. So it's like just a super thick brownie batter, but like super thick. So it's more of a cookie consistency. And then um, you roll it in sugar and press it down with something flat, like a like bottom of a cookie or a, a glass um, and press it glass, and yeah. bake it. And then once it's completely cooled, it's just a thick cream cheese uh, frosting that you can mm-hmm. pipe on or use, a, you know, offset spatula um and just sandwich it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like super rich like highly recommend like a cup of like black coffee with it because you don't want any more sugar but yeah (laughs) but it's super I don't know it's super good it just reminds me of childhood that sounds good I won't (laughs) it's morning here but I mean I could go for (laughs) so you grew up in Michigan as well or yeah so I was born I was born in Georgia and I was adopted at like two months old and then um, my adopted family was uh, in Michigan and yeah, grew up here and never left. (laughs) I always said I was going to like, I'm going to move somewhere warm and here I am. (laughs) Everyone says that. And then when it actually comes down to it, it's like, meh, it's easier. (laughs) I'll just travel. I'll just vacation in the the nice warm states. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is Michigan not very warm? I've never been there, oh, so I don't um, know. Like, all so about like it. the summers are amazing, and like okay. fall is super great. But I feel like winter here just like lasts forever. I don't yeah. know. I'm also like, yeah. I don't know. I never. I don't like to be cold. Probably why I like like baking. I like to be by an oven. Oh, me either. Right. That's why I moved to the West Coast recently. I'm like, I hate the cold yeah. so much. I like the cold fashion. I like scarves. Yes. I yeah, I'm with you on that. Love a scarf, love a hat, but yes. Yeah, much. But you have the lakes and stuff. Too. Yeah, so we're actually we're summer, so like... we're right by Lake Michigan. We're I don't know, 20 minutes from like beaches and stuff. So like that's really nice. Like summer here is wonderful, but come like November, I'm like, "All right, I'm ready to leave." 
<laughs> Time to go to an island. Right. Yes. Yes. The islands are calling. <laughs> Is there a, um, what's the food scene like in Michigan? Because I've never been, so I'm just curious. Yeah. If there's like something to stick on for. Like our area um, is super known for like craft beers. And so along with that, there's like sandwiches, Coney dogs are like super, yeah, um, are super popular around here. Are those, what's on those? So I I always get this wrong because I, there's the Coney dogs and then I think it's the Coney dogs because those are the ones that I like. So it's like chili and onion and mustard. Okay. Yeah. But I always want cheese on mine. Cheese makes everything better. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was honestly thinking, I was like, I should probably cut down on my cheese intake as of recently because <laughs> I've been on a Trader Joe's kick. <laughs> oh, oh my, take all my money. Trader Joe's is like my happy place. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, me too. It's actually good because I could walk there, but when I walk there, I can't carry as That's, much. That- so it's actually... Right. it's saving for me to walk <laughs> because otherwise but then what ends up happening is I overflow right the bag. and you're just like it's your workout and, for the day and, um, <laughs> yes it is my workout and then I'm tired and sweaty by the time I come back <laughs> <laughs> but then you can like shower and have a glass of wine have your cheese you'll be you'll be great after exactly exactly I'm so obsessed I got so many people on this too the unexpected cheddar cheese that oh. they have there. Have you had that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. So I've had to write this whole article about the cheeses there. So I'm really weirdly well versed yeah. in that subject. <laughs> but it is so good. It's like a mix of, I'll correct this if I'm wrong, but I think it's Parmesan and cheddar. Okay. It's a white cheese, Yum. but it's a hard cheese too. Okay. But they also have it in a shredded version. So game over. I've been putting it on literally. Yeah. All right. It's it's going on my next uh, shopping list. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. And then let me know what you think because everyone is has been buying it since I sold it. <laughs> <right>. So <laughs> I might be selling it out. At <laughs> I go there and they're like, actually, this girl has been telling people we're sold out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this girl has a cheese problem. <laughs> That's too funny. So I want to get into... Um, cooking tips while we're on the subject a bit. So is there one dessert that you've been creating lately or that you offer that you're proud of or want to talk about? Ooh. Hmm. Let's see. Well, it's strawberry season here. So I've been doing a ton of the summer berry bars, mm-hmm. but I'm getting really into galettes lately. And my biggest like, tip or whatever for like a flaky pie crust is I've been using a box grater to um, grade my butter and then I've been chilling that and then mixing it in with my like flour and salt and it's been yeah it's been like such a game changer for like a flaky pie crust so a galette is oh yes sorry like a pie so a galette is so a galette is like a pie but you don't have to have like a pie pan so you um, just roll your pie dough okay. out, you put your filling in and you just kind of like crimp it over. Yeah. It's okay. like so nice if you want a pie, but you don't want to put all the effort in and you can do like tiny ones right. or big ones. Um, yeah, it's, 
it's super it's super fun oh that sounds good so you're selling the mini ones at your store right now yeah i've been doing those um blueberry season's coming up so i'm gonna do some blueberry ones and um cherry seasons right around the corner so we'll we'll have some fun ones coming up here oh lovely so you kind of switch over for the winter based on yeah so i try to do um yeah i try to use as much seasonal product as i can and we like to pick all of our own like berries and so i'll pick extra and um freeze them when they're ripe and use them in fillings and whatnot uh, like throughout the winter oh lovely that sounds good I noticed too that you make a good amount of bagels. I was looking through your yeah. Instagram and stuff. What would you say is the secret to a good homemade bagel? Yeah. Those are hard to get. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, so my thing with bagels is always like if you're getting an everything bagel, like I want the top. I don't want the bottom because it's like boring and it's just like plain. Um, so I've been yeah. I've been putting like seeds on both sides and I feel like that is like such a game changer because then all of it tastes delicious. So that's that's a good a good trick, I guess. Barley malt syrup. That's actually probably the biggest thing. So I put barley malt syrup in my dough and then I boil it as well. Um, so I put like a tablespoon and a half in like my boiling solution. Um, and that's going to help with like a good mm-hmm. crunch and give it that like dark color. So... I okay. highly recommend that. I feel like you can get it you can get it at like well stocked grocery stores or like Amazon even. And it's like kind of like a molasses. Okay. Is that a common? Um yeah. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. pretty so like New York bakeries um will use it. Yeah, it's pretty common in the bakery world, but it's not maybe as accessible in like a grocery store, but yeah, you can like snag it on Amazon for like eight bucks or something, but it's like a molasses consistency. Oh, yeah. But it's such a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I know I made, well, I don't know if this is similar, but I made homemade pretzels. Oh yeah. At some point. Is that kind of a similar? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you'll, you'll dip up. Did you dip them in like a baking soda and water solution? I think, yeah, I did. But then I was really stressed out because it was all boiling yes. at once. It, is, it is so stressful because there's so much going on and then you have to, yeah, you have to bake them and you want everything to be timely, but yeah, it makes such a difference. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to try that out. And then I remember you told me to last year that your go-to dessert was an angel yes. food cake. Is that still Yeah, I just yeah, I just made a few of them on Friday. Oh, yummy. So what's the key ingredient to a good angel food Ooh, cake? That is a great question. I would say like a good vanilla. I okay. yeah, I if you have a good quality vanilla, it's really going to come through because there's not a ton of ingredients in angel food cake. Like a high quality vanilla is going to really like shine in that, I would say. But yeah, the biggest thing for angel food cake is making sure that like your egg whites are whipped enough cuz that's what's giving you the lift. Okay, okay. And then you just top it with strawberries. Yeah, I just do like a like a whipped cream and um, I'll like slice strawberries and toss them in sugar and a little lemon juice um, to give it some brightness and yeah, it's a a perfect this time of year dessert. That sounds good. So your go-to vanilla, is that normally store brand like at the grocery store? So Zoe actually got me on to my own, like making my own, but prior to that... 
okay. Yeah, like just a good store-bought, even like Costco. Costco has like their Kirkland brand is actually really good. Cool. But yeah, just making sure that's like not imitation, making sure it's like real Madagascar. Yeah, pure you're just vanilla. pure. Yeah, I feel like you don't. Okay, how do you go about making your own vanilla? Oh, Zoe has like a recipe. I followed it, but... Um, it's just like vanilla beans and like your alcohol of choice. Um, and then you like put it in, I think mine's in like a Mason jar and you just let it sit for, it's like a while. It's like a couple more than a month. You have to like let it sit and yeah, it's, it's kind of a commitment, but it's worth it. Like you can definitely taste the difference. Okay. Well, I mean, you're not like having to do much beyond just watching it. Right. Sit yeah, for a month, it's like right? just a cute thing on your like counter. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe I'll maybe you I'll sh- try that. I mean, I'll just have a little right, vanilla. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you should. It'll make you'll notice the difference. <laughs> Love that. So your angel food cake. Do you have another go-to summer dessert recipe or just food recipe? We don't have to stick Ooh. to the baked goods. Um, but. I mean, I love like blueberry season here is coming up and like two weeks and Mm -hmm. you really can't go wrong Mm -hmm. with like a good blueberry muffin or a blueberry buckle which is like a blueberry coffee cake just like something I don't know I I love like just like the easy things that you can just like snack on um maybe like not a formal sit down Mm -hmm. dessert but just something to something sweet with your coffee or whatnot right Mm, let's see what else um well cherry season is also coming up I'm a sucker for like a cherry pie and I all I always hate it because I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to do like a crumble top. Like I don't need to do a double crust or a lattice, but I always end up doing a lattice because I'm like, all right, if if I put the effort into picking all these cherries, I might as well go all out. So that'll probably. Mm-hmm. What is lattice? Yeah. Yep. So it's like a weaved, a weaved top for your pie crust. So you, oh. yeah, it's almost, you can, you can braid them. You can do just one way, but yeah, it just gives it that like classic, like if you've seen like a Crisco container, like that classic, like cherry pie look. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that'll probably okay coming out of the oven in a couple weeks here oh I love it yeah my mom makes um homemade blueberry muffins and they are like so bad because I can eat right four of them right they're so addicting yes they're so good I actually didn't even like blueberries until like recently (laughs) I don't know why I just I think I was stubborn and then I just stuck to it and I was like I don't like blueberries and then I had a blueberry muffin I was like But now you're making up for lost time, and that's why you can sit and eat a, a bunch at once, right? Yeah, a little too much lost time. <laughs> but that's okay. That's, that's okay. Funny. So for beginner bakers, especially people like me, so beginner bakers, what do you think is the biggest mistake we make in the kitchen? Hmm. Probably the, at least the biggest mistake I made when I was first starting out is I would read a recipe and I would Mm -hmm. like weigh as I was reading or like, you know, measure out as I was, I was reading. And the biggest thing that's helped me and like that I was taught working in bakeries is to measure everything out at once and then start mixing. Cause I mean, I'm sure you've run into this where you're like, you know, halfway through, mixing and you're like, oh, I don't actually have enough sugar or I don't have this ingredient. And like, you have to like stop and go to the grocery store and like grab whatever. 
So I, that would probably be the biggest thing that I would suggest is just, you know, getting your bowls out and just measuring everything out, um, so that you don't accidentally overmeasure. I think we've all been there where it's like, oh, I thought that said tablespoon and it's a teaspoon. Oh, these cookies are going to be a little more salty or, you know, whatever. You look up conversions online. I always. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest thing that I would recommend is just, um, measuring everything out prior to getting started and reading the full recipe. I think that's a big thing too. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. You get so excited. You want whatever right away. And you're like, Oh, I was supposed to fold yeah. that and not whip it or whatever. I know. I know. Well, baking is just so much more precise where like when I cook, I can kind of throw things together and it'll end up tasting good <laughs> unless I really, really screwed up or something. But normally with baking, it's, if you don't do it exactly right. Yeah. It yeah. Well. It's, you have to have a little more patience, but it's so rewarding. Uh-huh. I remember talking, not talking. I didn't talk to her. <laughs> I remember listening <laughs> to Ina Garten and she was talking about how it was during a and a that she took forever to perfect mm. the Boston cream pie. Is that a hard dessert to perfect? Um, I've made it? it in the past. I can't say that I have perfected it. Absolutely not. No, that's a <laughs> tough one because, okay, so like you were talking about um, the cake for Valentine's and having to, mm-hmm. forgetting to level out your cake layers. Like that's another one where you have, like everything has right. to be like the perfect consistency or you end up with like such a mess because you've got like the sponge cake, you've got yeah. the the pudding layer, you've got the chocolate. So yeah, I I mean, I've made it, but I don't know that I like took pictures and like shared it on social media. I don't think I was that proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I think the recipe that I'm probably most proud of well, I didn't create it, but it, I saw it online and it's Butternut Bakery and she um, posts yeah. all this stuff. Have you seen her before? Yeah. Okay. She has this gluten-free Ooh. cinnamon roll recipe and they were literally the best I've ever had in my entire life. It was yeah. It was yeah. a commitment. Cinnamon rolls are a commitment, cinnamon but they're beyond worth it. Yum yeah. and gluten-free. Yeah, and they don't taste gluten-free at all, but I got so many... <laughs> I wish I came up with the recipe myself, to be honest, because I got so many like hits on it on my thing on my Instagram, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever," and no. I have to make them again. But I think it's because she used yes bread flour. Bread flour is such a game changer because it just helps with like my cinnamon recipe. I use it in mine, and I feel like they stay fresh for so long. It gives such a good consistency. It's mm. a super game changer. But gluten free, oh my goodness, like. I feel like gluten-free stuff gets such a bad rep and, or like people have like assumptions, right? Like, oh, is gluten-free? Is it going to be like dry or whatever? But Mm -hmm. there's so many like amazing gluten-free recipes Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. So delicious. No, there are. And I've had, do you sell any gluten-free things? Yeah, yeah, some. I, it's, I don't lean too much into it just because um, I feel like there's so many people with celiac disease that I don't want them assuming that like it's a celiac you know safe place um because Mm. obviously I use gluten so things can be Mm. cross-contaminated yeah um but yeah I have some people who just 
try to stay away from gluten and I'll make like muffins or scones or um, cookies, macarons. Okay. Yeah. There's so many things out there that I've tried that were gluten-free that literally mm-hmm. taste the same. I've done chocolate chip oatmeal cookies, the cinnamon yeah. rolls, brownies, and right. no one can even tell. Oh, I was just going to say there's so many things out there that are like, they just don't like, they just don't have gluten in them, you know, and like people don't even think about it, but right. it just is what it is. And it's fantastic. Is that ma- macarons? Is that normally gluten free or no? Yeah, they're made with almond flour. Okay. Quite delicious. And then some coconut macaroons, some have flour in them. My recipe doesn't, so they're gluten free. Um, I think my biggest gluten free hit though was I make this every Thanksgiving cornbread. Oh, yes. And I found a recipe and I got so many hits on it. They made me make it the next day again Aww. because everyone had eaten it all. Yeah. So we would have it for leftovers. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good though. I look forward to <laughs> That's that. That's amazing. Year. Uh, yeah. You can't go wrong with a good cornbread recipe. No, no, for sure not. Let's talk about what's next for you. I'll let you announce your upcoming project. Whatever <laughs> you're working on. Yes. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So I'm working on two things that I'm super excited about. The one my husband and I are doing together. So we are this like fall or winter, we'll be launching um, our YouTube channel. Hey. Yeah. Um, So it's uh, called Beyond the Shelf. And um, we're interviewing local farmers and just like sharing their stories because I feel like people are so detached from their food Mm. and just assume that they can go to the grocery store and, you know, grab their produce and they just don't think about all the things that go into it. So we're super excited about that. It's been a really fun project for him and I to work on Mm -hmm. together. And then the other thing I'm working on um, (laughs) is I'm working on my first baking cookbook, um, which... (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm beyond excited. I kind of can't even believe that I'm like saying that out loud. Um, but it's um, very early in the process, but um, lots of recipe testing. And yeah, I'm really excited to kind of put my creative energy into that. And Okay, yeah. so let's talk about <laughs> the YouTube channel first. Is your husband a baker too? No, <laughs> no. So he's actually a mental health therapist. Oh. And so like, yeah, like nothing to do with baking, but he grew up on like a 32 acre hobby farm. And so growing up, he's very passionate about farming and that whole thing. And so it's kind of us putting our passions together and yeah, that's been really, really fun. No, I love how much chefs are getting into food sustainability right now. And I've been really trying to be conscious of, especially when I eat something like fish or something, like that. I'm really trying to be conscious mm. of how much I'm eating. I'm not wasting. I hate wasting food. Where it's coming yeah. from. I'm trying to do more organic things, but also the price is kind of high yeah. on that. So yeah. it's kind of tough to balance it all and know where you're getting everything from, especially when you go to a store. Right. You're so detached from all. Right, right. Yeah, it is. It is super hard. And I think just even putting like the fact that you're aware and you're thinking about it is like a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, just the awareness and yeah, being conscious of. Yeah, especially the waste, like there's so much unnecessary waste. That's a big reason why 
Um, like people want us to like the bakery to be open, um, more. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. Cause I don't want food waste. I've worked in so many bakeries where at the end of the day, you know, things are getting thrown away and I just don't want that. Like anytime we have extras or donating it or, you know, just making sure it's going to someone. Right. Yeah. Like in donuts too, they, they often give away stuff at the end of the day, free donuts. They yeah. can't really give away, they can't give away all of it. I mean, um, so right. half of it gets thrown out. And that's like, that's just so disappointing to know how many people yeah. are just being thrown out when there are people that can need it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's very difficult to plan. I've worked in bakeries where like that was my job to like plan, you know, so we didn't have waste mm-hmm. and it's so stressful. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have an abundance yeah. of local produce and things around you that. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> very much surrounded. <laughs> yeah, By all- which is yeah, which is nice. <laughs> right, yeah, literally, like our neighbors are steer, so we live next to cows. Oh, okay. and then <laughs> and then uh, across the street is a farmer. And like we walk, literally walk across the street and like get our eggs and Aww. stuff. And yeah, we feel very lucky. Obviously, many people don't have that, but yeah, just to put awareness out there. Oh, I love that. No, that's so cute. I've seen um a few videos. This could have been in Europe or, or something like that, where you can actually purchase eggs from like a not. I don't know if it's necessarily a vending machine type thing, but yeah, pay yeah. for it and grab the eggs out of it. Yeah, it's so. So cool. I want We'll like walk across the street with our daughters and like they'll put the money oh. in and like grab the eggs um, from the stand. It's like super cute. Oh, that's so cute. So let's talk about your cookbook now, baking cookbook. Yeah. Are you able to talk about what kind of recipes you're looking to put in there? Or- sure. Why not? We could talk a little bit. Whatever, um, whatever you want to reveal. <laughs> yeah. So I really... So it's very like seasonal forward. Yeah, lots of like the summer berry bar recipe will be in there. Uh, Like my apple pie recipe will be in there. Just more, yeah, just working with fruit and vegetables is Mm -hmm. kind of the direction it's going. I love that. (laughs) I can share that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a timeline maybe for that? Like in a year or I know it's early stages. Yeah. So we're, so we're looking at like a year to a year and a half. Okay. So, which is, yeah absolutely like this whole thing is just so bizarre to me you're gonna be busy yes (laughs) yes yeah I will be very very busy juggling that and the little ones and whatnot but I'm I'm so excited yeah I'm sure do your kids help you cook it all or bake yeah so Etta my she's two and a half she's got her little apron and like wants to always be so involved um which is so fun like for me as we talked earlier I did a lot of baking alone as a kid and so it's just really fun to be able to share that time in the kitchen with her and make memories and whatnot well she's gonna be happy the next year and a half you're gonna have I know I know it Especially when I start working on cookies, she'll be extremely happy. I understand that completely. (laughs) So, well, congratulations on that. That's so exciting. Thanks. Thanks. Very, yeah, very exciting. Big things to come. Sweet things to come. Oh, I mean, that's the best kind. (laughs) All right, so I have a little fun game that I've been doing with 
every guest. It's kind of an opinion lightning round of food trends, but I okay. baking trends. <laughs> All right. So it's kind of a smasher pass for against things. So I'm going to name five popular baking trends right now, and then you let me know if you're for or against it. Okay. All right. Wait, so I, do I say smash or pass? Yes, smash or pass. <laughs> okay. okay. I never know if people want to say smash or pass, so I give them the option to say for or against as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smash or pass. I love it. Okay, that. cool. So my first one is cloud bread. Have you seen that online? I have. I'm going to say smash. Like, how fun is that? Why not? Fair. It, I mean, it looks good. I haven't made it yet, but it was on my list a year ago, and I still... I have... It's on mine, too. It just looks... Yeah. I mean, why not? Of course. <laughs> All right. Number two. Uh, comic or 2D cakes? Oh, oh, smash for sure. For sure. Like, uh, how... Yeah. Beyond fun. Beyond cool. Yes. Very so cool. I just stare at them. Yeah. I know. I don't think I like people say it all the time. Like, oh, it's too pretty to eat. Like, I feel like that would literally be too pretty to eat. Like, yeah, the black yes. lining of it is just so cool. Have you made one before yet? I haven't made one, but yes, the detailing, like, so cool. Yeah, it's like cartoony. So weird. Yeah. So <laughs> number three, I've seen a lot of people incorporating more sourdough into pastries, like croissants, mm. bagels, muffins. What do you think? Yes. Um, smash. Like, yeah, it's just going to make your, it's just going to give you more flavor. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, ooh, okay. So smash ish, <laughs> like there's a place, right? There's a time and a place. I don't know that I want sourdough in like my cookie, okay. but like my croissant. Absolutely. Okay. What is, yeah. what does it give? Like what's the enhancement? So it's going to give like a sour, okay. like a sour flavor, almost um, even like a little bit of a nutty, which like in a croissant, yum, mm -hmm. in a, like in a chocolate chip cookie. Uh, I, I haven't had one that I was like, this is fantastic. So maybe I'm just eating the wrong ones. Okay. No, that's fair. I mean, your whole bakery is French inspired, right? In country inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Like French country. Yeah. Okay. I trust your opinion then. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> listen you know more than me <laughs> all right s'mores cookies number four ah uh, uh, this is hard I'm gonna say smash okay but also like toothache right like that's just like it's so much that like I I'd want a small make it small Fair. Or like share it with someone. But yeah, I recently made like homemade uh, graham crackers. Oh. And as soon as I like ate one, I was like, oh, like now I kind of want to like jump on that bandwagon. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll say smash. We'll say smash. Okay. Okay. I've never say thought of making homemade graham crackers. Is that easy? They're pretty easy. Okay. Yeah. But they're like such a game changer for a s'more. Like okay. I highly recommend it. Martha Stewart has a very good recipe for them too. So okay. Oh, you know what? I think I've that in your made team. a dip kind of thing, and then there was a graham cracker kind of homemade crust underneath. But I think I put some mm. butter in because it was just tasted like a lot of butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do that, and yeah. butter's great. I'm sure it was delicious. <laughs> it was. It was. I'll perfect it. We'll see. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> I think s'mores too. They're really um, they're really decadent. So I can only have yeah. a certain amount. So I think when you add a cookie to it, it can just be a sugar overload. So that makes sense with what you're right. Yeah, I feel like if like minis would be really good, but yeah. like a whole one, I think is too much. Yeah, agreed. All right, last one: the apothecary aesthetic for cake. So like flowers, sage green colors, kind of that. Smash! Absolutely, I absolutely love like flowers on cakes, like that. That like timeless, like gardeny theme. I'm very like I actually have like grown edible flowers um, really? in my garden this year just just for cakes. That is yeah, so cool. I want to see some of yours. I'm sure they're so pretty. Yeah, I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you pictures. I it's yeah, kind of an obsession. <laughs> I believe that they're so pretty. I've seen a lot of that and vintage, I guess, cakes. A lot yeah. Of yeah, I have. So I'm only doing a few weddings this year. And I one of them is like the vintage, like, um, very detailed piping style. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about it. How do you go about doing this is such a broad question, but wedding cakes, like when do you get inspiration from the bride? Or you kind of just go for it because you have all this experience? Like both, right? Like, I mean, like I tell my brides and my grooms, like, it's your day, like, this should be a reflection of like you. Um, So I really want their, you know, input. And then like from, you know, from vision boards or whatnot, I kind of do my creative thing and Mm kind of do my spin on it. And yeah, I haven't had anyone complain. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I was just curious because wedding cakes are so beautiful, but they're so time consuming. And yeah, just want to get it right because it's kind of a lot of pressure when it's someone's. Yeah, it's, it's so much pressure. And I feel like since 2020 and like COVID and like so many weddings were, you know, canceled or postponed, Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's going bigger and like bolder mm-hmm. and so yeah I feel like the level of pressure is like it's up like right. there's yeah a lot more so you but think bigger and bolder is like the wedding trend of the season kind of thing at least at least for for the ones I have right yeah I think people like if they had to wait or if they you know had friends or whatnot that had to wait or postpone or do smaller I had um so another wedding that they had to do smaller and they've waited and last year they just did a like a reception and like went all out mm-hmm. so yeah I think people party and want to go all out now yeah yeah that's such a fun business to me I don't know why like I'm <laughs> just like so fascinating to me and I love watching all of the videos of how people do it because it requires so much skill so yeah, it, it requires a lot it's it's fun. Um, my favorite part is like when the cake is set up, it's everything's done and I can like step back and like, like take a, take an exhale and be like, oh, okay, like it's fine. And yeah. Yeah. It's, everything's pretty and perfect and done. <laughs> I love that. That's like when you clean your apartment or your house or whatever, and then you walk back in yeah. to, to experience it for the first time. When it's- right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus like, 20 minutes earlier and you're like angry folding and like making your bed. <laughs> I was yeah. doing that about 15 minutes before our call. I was angrily making my bed. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> so funny. Too funny. My final question for you, and this is something I'm asking yes. all chefs and bakers. 
if there is one baking utensil product appliance that you think everyone should mm. splurge on, what would it be and why? Splurge on. Oh man, this is a tough one. Well, a few things come to mind, right? A mixer, like a stand mixer okay. that that's going to be a game changer for like, if you're, if you're currently using like a hand mixer or just like a whisk or a spoon, um, a stand mixer, like a good stand mixer is going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Something I think every baker should have, which isn't a splurge, but I feel like not that many people have is um, an oven thermometer. Okay. So make sure that you're just because you set your oven to 350 doesn't mean that it's at 350. So making sure that that's in your oven so you can check that and, and confirm that your ovens to temp is going to really be a game changer for your bakes. That is so smart. Yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like people don't think about it, but I mean, like my home oven is way lower than what it says it is. So having one in there, yeah, definitely is super helpful. Right. And then when you open it and close it too, the heat comes out. Right, all. exactly. It And you don't, you know, you think, oh, I just pulled out a tray of cookies. Like it's not going to drop that much. Like, no, it drops a lot. Right, right. Temperature. All right, I'm going to purchase one after this. Yes, do it. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was so great. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. Of course. So you can follow Annie on Instagram at APBakedGoods or check out her website, www.APBakedGoods.com. Hey, fellow foodies. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave me a review. And while you're at it, make sure to follow me at Livin' for Food Pod on Instagram or TikTok or email me at livinforfoodpod at gmail.com. Let me know what you're cooking up this week, which guests you would like to see on the podcast, or tell me your opinions on the latest viral food trend. Until next time. <laughs>